All right, so today I kind of disappeared for a week because I went to Texas to see my brother since we do uh, residential solar together. But it was a pretty cool experience. That guy's uh, talk about visions and dreams and stuff on here. Like he's built a very successful business um, and he, he just keeps expanding his vision. It gets bigger and bigger. And so I think a lot of times people cap their visions and their dreams and it's cool to see somebody so close to me being able to to go after what they want in such a big way so just wanted to congratulate him for doing that and for the hard work he's put in and actually um creating employment for me so it's uh it's been fun to work with him but anyway this week I wanted to talk about uh so codependency is something that I've been researching a lot recently um, and just codependency within like the Mormon church. I think it's, if you don't know what codependency is, it's basically how you rely, you almost rely on other people to validate how you're feeling. Like you need them to make you feel good. You don't just feel good on your own. And so it's just an unhealthy thing. And so I think in the Mormon church, you're raised from a very young age to be codependent, to need other people, to need the organization. And they create, it's almost like this unhealthy need to be seen. Like I feel like you're always going after certain callings or you're always trying to just be seen within the church and get recognized. And you're just trying really hard to please other people. And that basically is what codependency is. Like you are pleasing other people and you're not really doing what's best for you. And I think where codependency, so I've been talking to, I get quite a few just messages um, like on Facebook. And again, if anybody has like topics they want me to cover first off, I set up this email. It's kingofcorona2020 at gmail.com so you can email me um, and then I'll just respond if you have questions or anything I can get back with you maybe one of my episodes I kind of left you hanging because I'm super scatterbrained like <laughs> just email me because I, I mean I really do like to interact with people the one thing I hate about this podcast is I feel like I put stuff out there and occasionally I'll hear back from somebody that says like love your podcast, love what you're doing. And then I don't hear anything for a few days. And so it feels like I make it and it's just floating in outer space. But so codependency in my life, I feel like I got married so young. And so when you get married so young, you kind of let your emotions run you. You're not, you're not really in control of your emotions when you're younger. And so it's really difficult to have a, like a healthy relationship if your emotions are sad and happy and up and down a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit. But the bad, like the codependency part of it is if I'm upset, it's your fault. Like you made me, if you catch yourself saying this, like, why do you make me so crazy? And why do you make me so mad? And why this and why that? It's, it's, that's backwards. <laughs> So I caught myself even up until the very end of my marriage being like, I just, I'm not going to be able to make, I'll never be able to make you happy. I'll never be able to make you happy. And I never realized that it wasn't my job. It's not my job. Like 
my job was to make me happy. My partner's job is to make them happy. My kid's job, I mean, obviously as kids, you gotta raise them and teach them, but like in reality, everybody is responsible for their own happiness. And when you become codependent, you're just looking at the whole world like you owe me something and I'm not happy and I'm not rich and I'm not this and I'm not that because you're out to get me. And it's, it's not true. It's not true at all. Um, one of the things I wrote down about codependency is uh, basically it's when you give up the power, somebody can affect can affect your mood, can affect your day because of their bad behavior. And so you just kind of write a list out of people. Like, who do you notice um, that has kind of bad behavior that's affecting you? And so I started to just make a list of people where it was like, my energy feels good, my day's going good. And then for whatever reason, like this person kind of sucks the life out of me. And I feel this responsibility to make them happy or to bring them up or they're always depressed and they're always this and that. And um, I think it's it's okay to set boundaries and to have healthy relationships where you lift each other. Obviously, we all have trials and there's going to be times when you talk through things and you can help people through things. But realistically, we should all be trying to help each other build a mindset to where we know how to get over things on our own. And let I me mean, step away. Let's say you're in a fight with your spouse. I used to want to just step away, just step away. Um, there's different types of personalities. Some people want to like talk through it. And I just have that, like once I get to like level 10, <laughs> like I can't come down. There's no, there's no like talking myself back to a two without me stepping away from a conversation. But if I can step away, I can recognize pretty quickly like all the mistakes I made come back and apologize. But the biggest thing that played into my, it just plays into my relationships in general is codependency. Like I've been dating recently and I feel like my, I still have this like super codependent like nature about me where I want this person to make me feel good about myself. It's just so funny because I feel like <laughs> I've been in such a good place. Like I've been in such a good place just by myself, doing my own thing, doing the podcast, doing like just doing me. And then if I try to get involved with somebody, it's like I start to just, I can catch myself waiting for like the text, like the, just things like just trying to get validation all the time. And to recognize it is good because when you recognize it, you can work on it, but it doesn't change overnight. And that's the hard part. That's the hardest part about life is everything is a long, like a long road. So I wrote this song and it's not really done yet. It's a pretty good one though. I think it's my best song yet, but I basically, I'm gonna post it on my Facebook page if you wanna check that out. It's the King of Corona. Um, but I basically just talk about how it's a long road. Like there's, everything's a long road. And if you could be patient and give yourself a little bit of mercy and let yourself work on things and baby step through life, then you can, you can kind of figure things out. And so I think what happens is most of us give up and we 
Like I, I've caught a lot of people that say things like, I just am this way. This is just me. Just deal with it. Okay, this is just who I am. And if you don't like it, then like you, it's like, okay, I get that. Like that's your personality right now. But do you recognize that there's a problem? Okay. So you're just basically going to live with this problem. You're just going to have this like thing growing out of you, this problem that everybody has to cater to and tippy toe around because you're unwilling to confront the problem yourself. And that like, it's not other people's responsibility to fix your problems. So if you're that person that's that's waiting for the world to come and fix your problems for you. Like, you're gonna be waiting a long time because nobody wants to fix your fucking problems. I'm sorry, but they don't. Like, people have enough problems of their own. And so I've recognized that. Like, I've put pressure on people to validate me and be like, why can't you make me feel better about myself? And it's like, well, because... I am having a hard time feeling good about myself. Why can't you make me feel better about myself? And it's just like this merry-go-round. Merry-go-round that goes round and round and round. What's that song? That merry one? You know that one. Such a good song. But, uh, yeah, I wrote some other stuff down about this because I thought it was super important for people to recognize what this is, what this means. Um... One thought I had while listening to the CD was a CD. That's freaking funny. I still, I don't have, I just, I have these CDs, but I downloaded them onto my phone. But it's funny I even say CD. I still say Google or uh, MapQuest too. Like if people are like, hey, just uh, just use your, I'm like, just use my MapQuest. I'll just MapQuest over there. And they're like, what the fuck is MapQuest? I'm like, you don't know MapQuest? Oh, man, MapQuest is the shit. It's this map where you can quest. They're like, that sounds cool, man. Like, why don't you just use Google Maps like everybody else? Nah, MapQuest. (laughs) But this is one thing I wrote. So this lady does such a good job breaking down um, thoughts and how things work. But she basically said everything is created twice. Twice. Everything is created twice. It's first a thought, and then it's a reality. And so if you think about it, that's so true. Like everything in your life that happens is a thought first. So I didn't just all of a sudden become a farmer's insurance agent without thinking through it. Like I interviewed with the guy. I saw the job interview. I went and sat down. I like processed what what is this, and then I became a farmer's insurance agent. Like I got married to my ex-wife because I liked her, we dated, we got along really well, I thought through the process, and then I did the actions. I bought a ring, I asked her, and then you start to build a life together. And so what if your thoughts, though, are all ass backwards, and your thoughts are, today's going to be a sad day, everybody hates me, oh, like what if just your if your thoughts are so negative first off nobody's going to want to be around you like you can just notice if you're negative people don't want to be around that negative energy and then you're going to create a negative life for yourself 
like you really are because your thoughts are creating who you are. And so you have to figure out a way to overpower your thoughts. Like I said, for me, I have to go run or I have to go meditate. I like to go to the sauna and just sit in there and think. Um, a lot of people like to do breathing exercises, but you have to have a way to kind of like reset. And then another thing is you have to have a way to release the, the bad energy. And so it's really difficult if you go through like a really hard breakup, um, if you go through like a lot of death in a family or some just something horrible happens. But what you can't avoid is that stuff is always going to happen. Like it's always going to be there. And so you have like my goal is to basically master my emotions, let myself grieve, but give myself a time frame where it's like grieve for this amount of time. Make sure that like my thoughts are like I have the right thoughts about things before I make a decision. And then when you make the decision, you need to stick to it and then let yourself have like a day, two days to grieve and then kind of snap out of it, move on and start to recreate your thoughts. And it's really hard. It's hard. It's like I say this stuff and I'm it's funny because I try to act like I'm like this like motivational speaker. Like I, it's funny to know what to say, but then it's really hard for me to even put all this stuff in practice. Like. I screw up just as much as anybody. Like I drink and I have this thing where it's like, I just need to get all of the drinks inside of me as fast as I possibly can. Otherwise I feel like they're gonna like disappear. <laughs> so I have a lot of fun, but it's not good. And so it's like, I, it's something I have to work on. And so I've recognized though, like a lot of the flaws and a lot of the things that I have about myself that I don't like. And so, it's just, you gotta start to train your mind. And so, it's just, I thought that was a cool, interesting thought though, that really everything is created twice. And so where are you putting your thoughts and how are you letting thoughts get into your head? Like, for it's such a cool concept. Like when I think about thoughts, it's almost like there's this, uh, there's just stuff floating around, right? Like it's just floating around and then all of a sudden it's just like in your head. And for, for me, it's like everything triggers a thought and then I go down these rabbit holes. So it's like, I'll see a car and then that car reminds me of this and then this reminds me of this. And then like 10 steps later, I'm thinking about something super off topic, but then it's like it happens with like everything I run into. That's why, that's why I like to talk because I like to break things down. I like to dig really deep into topics and kind of see the underlying the underlying parts of of different things. And so like the codependency part, so the everything is created twice. So if you're thinking to yourself, like if you, let's just say you could shift this one thought, like the, the happiness that I feel is like, that's my responsibility. If you could just shift that and not say, well, it's because of this person or this or that, that is gonna change your life because then you're looking at everything like, okay, I'm not happy, why is that? And you're looking internally. So you can fix you can fix stuff that's internal, but you can't you can't really fix external. Like people, other people, you can't control them. Like you can't do anything about them. And so when you start to get upset and like butthurt about other people affecting you, it's really on you because you are the one that needs to react in a healthy way. Um, 
So, also just going back to the Mormon church, I feel like so when you get married super young, you are, so that's kind of like the end phase for the church too, like when you get married and you have kids. So they walk you through, like my first episodes, they walk you through and they get you baptized and they get you the priesthoods and they get you this and that. And then you go on this mission and then you get home and then you feel this pressure to get married super quick. So you get married and then you don't, you're so young, you don't, you really don't know that much about life. You never had courses about feelings or emotions or codependency or like all this stuff is like brand new. And so you just start this new life with somebody, you start having kids and you almost just like lose yourself because you're now tied to a career, you're tied to another person, you're tied to all these responsibilities. And so you're trying your hardest to make it work, but deep down you're like, you start to resent, like the, I started to resent the church. I started to resent like my spouse. I started to resent my life and I started to blame everybody else. And it's, it is crappy. Like it sucks because you are kind of pushed into that. And so you such, you have such a young mind that it can be manipulated. And so when you're 30 and you wake up and you want to make changes, it's like, it's almost impossible to make changes at that point because you have created a monster. I wrote this paper, it's called Identity Crisis. If you guys want it, email me and I'll send it to you. But it just talks about how I feel like, how you can get kind of trapped and how horrible it is when you have to go through an identity crisis at age like 30. Like you have to reshift your thoughts. I had somebody ask me yesterday, like how long did it take you to form a belief again? And for me, I, I'm still creating my beliefs. Like I'm still creating my beliefs and I'm still trying to create myself and create a happy place where like I can be with somebody else and I can be totally happy and they can be totally happy, but we can be independently happy and then bring more happiness to each other. And like, that's what a healthy relationship would be, but it's so hard not to put so much unnecessary pressure on your partner. And so if you're doing that, just cut them a break um, maybe there's a book I read that's called Codependent No More. Just kind of talks about this in more detail and has a lot of good insight on how to break away from being codependent, how to break away from putting too much pressure on other people to make you feel good. And I think it's a I think it's a really good idea too if you're married. Like I have a couple friends that go to counseling like and their marriage is fine just to stay ahead of problems. Like just to basically make sure you have the right tools to work through your problems. And I think that's amazing. I think that's the smartest thing you could possibly do. Um, I think too many people go into marriage and go into, go into things just like winging it, like winging it, like eh, it can make it work. And then if you recognize that your life is getting to a place where you don't like it, like you really need to stop. You need to make some adjustments and you need to, you need to get that, course corrected like if you listen to this podcast and you recognize like oh wow like me and my husband me and my wife we are so codependent then instead of just like going about your day and doing the same thing you always do like recognize it and try to do something about it get that book codependent no more read it read it together 
And I promise you it'll be good for both of you because you'll both start to realize that your happiness lies more in yourself than in each other. And then you won't have this pressure to be like, I gotta make sure I get the flowers because she expects the flowers every month. And if she doesn't get them, she's gonna be so angry. <laughs> like some some marriages and some relationships are just crazy. Like I know about marriages where it's honestly just, it's just sad. It's so one-sided and one person is just created basically just to cater to this other person. And then these other wives or husbands or whoever are like, I just wish you could be a little bit more like this guy because he just, he doesn't need this and he doesn't need the golf and the, he doesn't need the running and he doesn't need the guitar and he doesn't need the this and this and I'm like, yeah, that's called, uh, that's called, uh, fucking horrible. That's called like this guy deep down hates his life and he's pretending that by like serving nonstop and like giving his life to this other person and like, that's not good. Like, I don't care. I, that's a big problem with the Mormon church is they act like that's what it's supposed to be. Like the guy's supposed to just be like, okay, I'm going to go to work. And then when I come home, I'm going to help do dishes and I'm going to clean and I'm going to cook and I'm going to do this and that. And I'm never going to complain. And then we're not going to like, it's just, it's just structured wrong. Like there's no room for people to kind of go after their ambitions and their dreams. There are, I'm not saying that's like every case, but there's a lot of cases where somebody just gets too sucked into the to the catering to the other person role. So if that's the marriage that you're in, um, also take a look at that and determine if, are you happy? Are you happy? Or do you wake up thinking like your whole day, every single thing throughout your whole day is, okay, what do I gotta do to make this person happy? How do I make sure this person doesn't like get upset? If that's your life, like fix that, that's not good. You need a relationship where it's going to be beneficial to both of you. Um, and yeah, honestly, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on today. Just focus on making you happy, you. Which in turn, oh yeah, I did see this other quote. I'll end with this quote, okay? Okay. All right, it says, light your candle, then keep your flame lit and help other people light theirs. You're no good to the world without your candle lit first. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like your candle's out and you're trying to help other people? Like you can't. You have to light yours first. For me, I had to step away from a marriage. I had to step away from religion. I had to leave careers. I had to do a lot to try to rekindle and relight my my candle. And my goal is just to help light people's candles, help you feel confident in yourself and in your mission and in your dreams and just have courage and have the faith that you are an awesome person. I don't care who you are that's listening to this. If you're depressed, if you're anxious, like that's normal. Like today, this society creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. 
I still deal with it. Like, I deal with it. Like, I have really bad anxiety and depression. Not so much depression, but I get anxiety. And it's part of kind of this culture that we live in. And so if you if you have it, um, just come up with healthy methods to cope with it. But work on yourself. Try to light that candle. And then eventually you'll be able to help light other people's. I love you guys. I hope you have a good Sunday. Bye.